Football is officially back, and we've got you covered right here on the Ringer NFL feed. I'm Shiel Kapadia, and every Tuesday and Friday, Ben Solak and I will be bringing you Extra Point Taken. Nora Princiati here to tell you that Steven Ruiz and I will be coming to you every Monday and Thursday. Our Monday show will recap everything from Sunday's games. Thursday's show will encompass any news during the week with an eye towards the next slate of games. Subscribe to the Ringer NFL show on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to follow the Ringer NFL on Instagram, TikTok and Twitter at Ringer NFL. It's New York, New York, presented by FanDuel. The second half of the NBA season is here, and you can bet on the action with an assist from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub. Filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays all on one page. Plus, Start betting on the Explore page and the Pulse and Bet Live. Same game parlays for every NBA game. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit theringer.com slash RG to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus and present. In select states, gambling problem, call 100 Gambler or visit theringer.com slash RG. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC slim fit trouser, but I am a joggers guy. I just, once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. Let's roll, baby. Welcome in. It is a special edition of New York, New York with yours truly, J.J. John Zustemski, cooking, rocking right here on the Ringer Podcast Network as the New York Knickerbockers, unfortunately, lose their first game of the season. They lose 108-104 at the hands of the Boston Celtics. Truth be told, this felt like a game the Knicks were going to get blown out of the building. They got off to an awful start. They couldn't hit a shot. It was frustrating to watch. It was sloppy to watch. And you're sitting there watching this game first half, and you're wondering, how the hell are the Knicks in it? How the hell are the Knicks within three? How the hell are the Knicks within five? How is this a game at the end of the first half? That was definitely a way I felt as we're sitting there watching. Knicks kind of hung around. Unfortunately, before you get to a lot of, different entities in this game. The biggest takeaway you have to have without hesitation, and it's not a pleasant one, and it's one that doesn't sit well with me, and it's one that does not feel good. Christos Porzingis ate the Knicks lunch tonight. I mean, did he not? Christos Porzingis was able to do whatever the hell he wanted to do against the Knickerbockers. Disrupting shots, he goes and scores 30 points on 8 of 15 from the field. He's hitting free throws. 
Yeah, he's flopping all over the place, which is disgusting to see. But you know what else he was able to do? He hit a couple of dagger, and I mean dagger shots, that killed the Knicks in this game. And listen, the crowd was chanting after Porzingis. Porzingis kind of fed off of that, and to his credit, played a monster game. Look, I don't think Knicks fans should have some sort of buyer's remorse and some sort of what if, what if, what if type deal uh, with Kristaps. This is revisionist history. This is something that happened a long, long time ago. Like, look, Porzingis, the point for the Knicks, it feels like another lifetime ago. Boston, to their credit, you know what they wisely identified? They identified the fact that, guess what? We need a guy who can compliment Jason Tatum, who can compliment Jalen Brown. Porzingis, as someone that is going to be the third or the fourth option on that team, is one hell of a player. And he torched the Knicks tonight. And I think he's going to fit in seamlessly with Boston. Now, Knicks had this game. They had a six-point lead in the fourth quarter. They had everything cooking early in the fourth quarter. And listen, to me, the two guys that really stepped up and played good basketball games for them, Baird I thought was very aggressive. I thought he attacked the rim. He gives you 24 points. There's no complaints with R.J. Barrett tonight. There are also no complaints with Emmanuel Quickly. As we know, Quickly is playing for a contract. Quickly did not get that contract before the start of the year. And play like a guy who was really pissed off. That was not the version of Emmanuel Quickly we saw in the postseason. He was hit shots. He was 7 of 11. He had five three-point shots. He and Quentin Grimes were the two guys that really got it going from a three-point standpoint. But if there's something you could get on Tom Thibodeau for tonight, and I will, how are you taking Josh Hart out of that game to get Randall back in there? Julius Randall and Jalen Brunson stunk tonight. But Julius Randall was even worse. He's 5 of 22 from the field. He's 3 of 8. He's all out of sorts with Drew Holiday guarding him. You could tell he was uncomfortable. You could tell he was not in his element at all. I thought that was a mistake by the Nick head coach. I would have kept riding with that unit that got me back into the game that got me to lead, and Hart gave him some really good minutes in the fourth quarter, I would not have taken him out of the game in crunch time. There's that. But you know what else is a kill for the Knicks tonight? And you could point to this. Outside of Randall, outside of Brunson, and why they are 0-1 to start this year, it's pretty simple. You can't against a high-quality, high-caliber team go and miss 12 free throws. That ain't going to get it done. 12 free throws, a lot of big free throws. Randall was one of five from the line. Brunson mixed the tech. That ended up costing him. Uh, you look up and down, guys are missing free throws. The biggest culprit, of course, was Randall, who's one of five. You got to be better from the charity strike. So the Knicks missed an opportunity to start off the year 1-0. Listen, it's long season, 81 more games. Knicks are going to be a good team. Listen, I like the depth. I like their versatility. You know you're going to get better efforts and better performances out of Randall and out of Brunson. I'm not worried about those guys throughout the regular season. Uh, I think you know my feelings, and I think you know my complaints with Julius Randall as a player. And it's not worth necessarily reliving them game one in the regular season when I know you're going to get a whole lot of good from Julius Randall in the regular season. But against big-time teams and against big-time competition, is this a guy that I have the utmost confidence in? to deliver in big spots for the Knicks? Of course not. And that is why I look at the Knicks going into the year where I say, good team, probably a top six team in the Eastern Conference. Think they're going to be right where they were a year ago, but the idea that the Knicks are 
going to be playing in the conference finals. I think that is what you call putting the cart before the horse. And listen, I'm not going to get into this in-season tournament. It is what it is. I mean, it's during football season. I'm watching regular season NBA anyway. I mean, it is what it is. I'm not going nuts about the idea if the Knicks ever won an in-season tournament. Where are we going to put a banner up? What are we going to hang it from uh, the rafters in Madison Square Garden? Who the hell cares? In the grand scheme of things, who the hell cares? But they have a team that, to me, is capped until that next move is made. And I think we'll be saying that a lot when the Knicks take it up in competition, when they play big-time teams, whether it's Boston, whether it's Milwaukee, whatever the case may be, the teams out in the Western Conference. Knicks are a good team. They're missing that ingredient to get them from being a good team to a great team. So, tough one tonight. Lively crowd, fun crowd. I hate seeing Porzingis sticking up my team's rear end. That bothers me to no end. And I know a lot of Nick fans on Twitter were bitching about the announcing crew. And listen, I love Jeff Van Gundy. That, that crew with him and Mark Jackson and Mike Green is top notch. They're, they're tough to replicate. Doc Rivers is really good. If you want somebody to teach you basketball, he's going to teach you basketball. He's very, very good doing games. Who cares that his voice is a little hoarse? Can you believe these freaking nerds have the audacity to complain about Doc Rivers' voice like they're, like, like they're Marty Glickman? I mean, are you kidding me? Guy's got a little hoarse voice. I like it. He's got a little swagger and attitude to it. Doc Rivers is really good doing games. And he, Doris Burke, and Mike Green are going to be fine. They're going to do A-OK. A couple thoughts before we get to the calls. I want to hit on this. This got to be the weirdest World Series in the history of World Series. And when Philly lost Game 6, I had a feeling they were going to lose Game 7. Because Game 7, they were as tight as a drum. There was no pressure on the Diamondbacks. That was house money for the Diamondbacks. They played it that way. They're stealing bases. Corbin Carroll and Kettle Marte are making things happen. And what surprised me is Arizona pitched with the balls that they did. Every guy made big pitches. You could tell Philadelphia was pressing. And once Arizona got that lead, you could feel the air let out of the balloon. And I've been in a lot of big game crowds at the Garden, at the stadium, you name it, where the crowd is hyped, they're amped, they're a huge factor. But in a game seven where you're expected to win, you can feel it. And you could feel that momentum kind of shifting and turning. And it absolutely did shift and turn. Not for the better for Philadelphia. So credit Arizona. Tori Lavelle is a really good manager. That team's got some ballers. Corbin Carroll is a baller. Cattell Marte is a baller. They have bullpen arms that have stepped up. And listen, I think they're going to give Texas a run for their money. I think Texas is going to win the series. They're a better team. They got Bochi. They got Avaldi. They got a buddy, Nathan, uh, Jordan Montgomery. Seager, Garcia. They got, got, they got more guys to me that can wreck games than the Diamondbacks offensively. And I just think they're a deeper, better version of the Phillies. But be careful if you're sleeping on the air of the Diamondbacks. And I know it's not going to be a ratings bonanza for Fox, but will I be into game one of the World Series on Friday night? I will. Yeah, I will. I like baseball. I have a futures ticket on the Rangers. I'll bet on all the games. So, yeah, I will, I will be into the baseball. Weird World Series, but that's baseball in 2023 with this format. And I know I got on Cashman for the crapshoot comment, which... I believe, because when the Astros go to seven straight ALCSs, that's not a crapshoot. That's how you build a baseball team. But as far as weird and wacky results from time to time, yeah, you're going to get that uh, with this new format. There's no doubt. Like Arizona getting to the World Series. All right, let's take a bunch of calls here. Mo is going to lead us off. Mo gets us started here on this bonus Wednesday show. Mo, what's up, baby? How we doing? 
I'm doing well. How are you? Mo, what's happening, bro? What's checking? Yeah, man. Yeah, that that was heartbreaking the way that, you know, they lost, especially with, you know, Porzingis going crazy like that at the end. No, it's just, uh, it's just like, it, it hurts more. But I'll say this about the Knicks. They're, they're really deep. Uh, they got a really deep team. And the Celtics actually lack that right now, as you can, like, I think most of their players on this. Oh, they have no bench. Oh, Mo, they have no bench. I mean, you look at some of the guys they're bringing off the bench. Sam Hauser, he stinks. Cornette, he stinks. Peyton Pritchard is basically their seventh man. I mean, my buddy O'Shea Brissett from Syracuse is probably going to get burned on that Boston team considering how short-staffed and short-handed they are outside of their rotation and outside of Al Horford. But their starting five is outstanding. Look, the Knicks are going to win games with their depth. They are going to be able to beat you a variety of different ways. The problem the Knicks run into, when you saw it tonight, their top guys are not as good as these other teams' top guys. It's not even close. Yeah, no, it's not close. And you know what? There's a couple, you know, I don't know if Porzingis is going to be continuously dropping 30 every night. I mean, he's really good, don't get me wrong. You know, Tatum was awesome tonight. And of course, our guys, you know, our top two guys weren't great. But, you know, I still see some encouraging stuff. And, you know, I got to be honest with you, JJ, watching Drew Holiday, I mean, he, you know, he doesn't shoot a lot. You know, he doesn't score a lot, but he's the definition of He's a winning player. Mo, excellent point. He's a winning player. Because when you need a big shot, he's going to make a big shot. When you need a big defensive play, he's going to make a big defensive play. He's got all sorts of high basketball IQ. And if you heard Rivers during the game, he compared him to Maurice Cheeks, a player before my time. My father texted me because he was watching the game, and he goes, Mo Cheeks was a hell of a player. Not a good player. He was a hell of a player. So there's something to be said for that sort of comparison, Mo. And listen, the Celtics, we'll see about their coach. We'll see how Porzingis holds up. but. I know we're going to get better games out of R.J. Barrett. Uh, not R.J. Barrett. He was terrific tonight. You're going to get better games out of Brunson, and you're going to get better games out of Randall. But I think the blueprint and the formulas out in these big games, these teams know how to get to Randall. They know how to disrupt Randall. And until I see otherwise, I don't trust him in big situations. I don't. Yeah, J.J., Drew Holiday was stripping Julius Randall at least three, four times when he was going to the basket. I mean, it was just like he just hit him straight where the ball was. and It wasn't even – I mean, it was – it's just crazy how, like, a guy who's 6'4 is able to defend the, that guy that big, you know, basically the whole game. I don't know what it is with Julius Randle sometimes. And Jalen Brunson, I'm not worried about. Never worry about Brunson. Listen, Brunson's going to be fine. This was not a great game for Brunson, Mo. Appreciate it. It was not. He missed big free throw late. He was inefficient all night. Uh, he was uncomfortable. That's the best way to describe it. 6 21 from the field is not vintage Jalen Brunson. And I actually thought you were going to get Brunson to go and make some big plays late in the game that were going to be the difference. They were not. Loved what I saw from Quickly tonight. Loved what I saw from Barrett tonight. Loved what I saw from Grimes tonight. The Knicks are a deep team. That's why over the course of 82 games, they're built very much to go and win a whole lot of regular season games. And they will. And they will. Let's go to our buddy Bradley, who's up next. Hi, Bradley. What's up, pal? JJ, good to talk to you again. I mean... Bradley, the pleasure is all mine. What's good, dude? Yeah, what's up, man? Uh, yeah, tonight's going to just be about, you know, the missed free throw attempts. And I'll tell you, uh, just to piggyback what uh, you and Mo said before, RJ and Emmanuel, they, they both had really two great games. And I know it's just one game. I'm not too concerned about Brunson. I mean, it's, it's, it was an off night. But Julius Randle, though, man, it's, he just makes me want to pull my hair out whenever I see this guy play. He's an infuriating player at times to watch. And 
Bradley, we've seen Thibodeau do this in the past, so I was actually a little surprised we didn't see it tonight. I would not have had him at the end of the game because you had a good thing going. Hart was playing some big minutes. It felt like they had a good groove going there in that fourth quarter when they took the lead and they kind of took control of the game. I would have kept riding that lineup. I did not like the idea of taking Hart out of the game. I thought it was a mistake. I thought it was a mistake. Yeah, Hart should stay in the game. I mean, once he got the lead and like, you know, even like even when they missed the the free throw, the what what could uh, you know made them go up by seven. They should have just stuck with that lineup, and I, I just don't know what Thibodeau was thinking there. You know, uh, uh, Randall was missing his free throws tonight. He only made one, and he made that just that one down the stretch at the end of the game. But overall, I mean, I'm not, and by no means, I'm not concerned at all. I mean, like we said, th- this team has great depth. They're going to beat teams just by the, the fact they have a deep bench and they can shoot the ball well, pretty good. But I mean that. I mean, just this, they they can't compete with like the top tier teams like the Celtics and even the Bucks too this year. It's just not going to happen. Well, the one thing I would say, Briley, I agree with you. I don't think they're as good as Boston. I don't think they're as good as Milwaukee. I think in the regular season they'll compete with those teams. Last year we saw the Knicks have success against Boston in the regular season. Um, they from time to time have had success with Milwaukee, but in a seven game series when every nook and cranny is going to be analyzed and every matchup is going to be dissected, that is where these teams are going to go to town on your weaknesses. And we saw Miami specifically do that to Randall. And in some ways, Boston really got in Julius Randall's head. They're throwing Drew Holiday at him. They're pressuring him on the perimeter, and it felt like Randall just could not get cooking and could not get comfortable. Yeah, I mean, they really made his life, uh, you know, miserable tonight. I mean, you got to get the Celtics credit on that one. They really did make it just tough on them. I mean, it, it's really it, it was tough to see, but I mean, it still gets infuriating watching it, though. But last thing I just want to point out to JJ real quick, just to switch gears a little bit. I just want to make my quick comment about the Giants-Chess game this week. I mean, I'll tell you what, I think it's going to be a battle of defenses. I don't think this is going to be a really a high-scoring game coming up this Sunday. And I'll tell you, it could come down to a couple field goals probably. I think the Giants' defense is really just picking up the, you know, picking up the pace the last two weeks uh, since the uh, Buffalo game. And I'm telling you, I'm just really loving what I'm seeing. Tape and Deontay Banks is really turning out to be a really good swagger you know, defensive player for us on defense. So that's all I wanted to say about the Giants. Well, Bradley, appreciate it as always, pal. You see it with young corners. It takes time for them to develop. That's why what Sauce Gardner was able to do for the Jets last year was so eye-opening. Normally, a rookie corner progresses the way Banks has progressed. They get torched thoroughly. They got to make some mistakes. They got to learn on the job. And then by the time they get more action and they get more comfortable within the scheme, they look better. Giant defense has found it the last two weeks. They've gotten after the quarterback. They force turnovers. The defensive line has come to life. And what I don't like about this spot for the Jets, everybody has been telling the Jets now for two weeks how good they are. And that worries me. Just beat the Eagles. You're at 500. Life is good. You're coming off your bye, blah, blah, blah. That's alarming to me from a Jet perspective. I don't like that. Like, I would have preferred the Jets had played this game Right after the Eagle game. I don't, this is a test for this coaching staff to see, all right, how are you getting you guys ready? Are you going to come with that same focus? Are you going to be ready to match the desperation that the Giants are bringing? To me, the Giants are a more desperate team as far as like trying to get their season back on track. The Jets at three and three are in pretty good shape. 
The Giants at two and five desperately need a win. And seeing that line at three right now at the moment, I think it's a little stinky. Stay tuned if that ends up being a pick. By the way, Beningo is just kicking my ass with the picks. I need to get it going. And I need to get it going in a big way. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes, you know, we're in Florida. We'll be in New York. We want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away. Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side by side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. There's a lot that could impress you about the all-new Honda Prologue EV. True, it's got class-leading passenger space and clean, thoughtful design and intuitive technology. But what really sets the Prologue apart from the competition is that it's more than an EV. It's a Honda. Honda, the power of dreams. Visit honda.com slash prologue to learn more. Speaking of picks, the great Andrew in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn. He joins us. Welcome in, Andrew. It's always good hearing your voice. What's up, dude? Hey, John. Uh, yeah, that D-back um, bullpen last night, they were really confident. How about Ginkle out of the bullpen? It was Ginkle time last night. Oh, Stones. And let me tell you, Andrew. When they didn't walk Harper, I thought they were certifiably insane. And I know people are saying, oh, you're going to put the time run on base or the winning run on base. I go, it's Bryce Harper. I am not letting this guy go and hit a three-run homer that goes and decides the game. Ginkle made some big pitches. And for what it's worth, Harper just missed on two different occasions in the game. He missed on one when Frank Force said to walk him. He had bat prior when he took it all the way to the fence. And then he popped one up to shallow center field against Ginkle. But yeah, Philly was pressing. They were tight. They could not deliver offensively. And I I think the crowd was in a position where once they fell behind, they kind of were defeated, Andrew. I don't know if you felt that way. They looked defeated. They sounded defeated. Yeah, a little deflated. Absolutely. The air came out of the balloon a little bit for sure. Um, With the Knicks, 14 for 26 on free throws. That's a complete, that's an absolute embarrassment. I mean, are, well, that's the difference in the game. Listen, Porzingis was great. Um, you could talk about Randall sticking up the joint, and he was a part of the problem with the free throws. When you play a team like Boston or Milwaukee or Denver, you give me the top team in the NBA, you can't get to the line more than they do and miss 12 free throws and think that you're going to win the game. You can't. 12 free throws and missing 12 free throws is, is a death sentence. Death sentence. That's just not going to work, shooting 50, 53% from the free throw line. You know, uh, Tibbs right now, he's ripping out those last two, three hairs on his head looking at that stat sheet with those numbers on it, John. I mean, miss, I mean, that's ridiculous. I would be too. Otherwise, you win the game. Otherwise, we're talking about the Knicks one another start the year, Andrew. Yeah, the Knicks are they're a pretty good team. You know, they'll make the playoffs. We understand that. It's all good. Um, but uh, just looking at this game tonight, you know, something I'm going to be looking for this year, John, um, is R.J. Barrett. You know, I want to see his progression. And I really want to see him stop jacking up these threes. He's not a three-point shooter. And I thought he did a pretty good job of that tonight. Although, his last two shots, one was a step-back three, and then one was a, a standstill three from the corner, and he bricked them both late in the fourth. So I really just want to see him stop shooting threes. You're not, a, you know, you're not a three-point shooter. And... I just want to see the progression in his game. I want to root for him. I want to see him 
drive more. And I would love to see him if he has like a maybe, I don't know, a two dribble pull up or something like that. You know, I didn't really see a whole lot of that tonight, but I would like to see some of that, you know, from him this year instead of just jacking up those threes because he can't shoot threes. Well, I get that, Andrew. Listen, he only shot five in this game. He's going to have to be able to make some in rhythm because otherwise your driving threat is not going to be respected. And the fact that teams already lay off Barrett as much as they do, because you said it, I know it, we all know it. If we know it, what do you think other opposing NBA teams are thinking when they're going and game planning the New York Knicks? Hey, let R.J. Barrett go and beat you from three. So for him to be as efficient as he was, considering the lack of a consistent three-point shot, I think it's an encouraging sign for him. He's a hard worker. I like the way he finishes around the basket. I like his competitive spirit. We saw that in the playoffs last year. He outplayed Donovan Mitchell. We saw it for most of the Miami series, even though he and the rest of the team outside of Jalen Brunson stunk it up in game number six. He's got to be able to hit a three from time to time. Now, Andrew, you want to tell me you don't want to see him take a 10, 11 threes? I agree with that. That's too many. But I, I think seeing him go two or five from three like he did tonight, that's something he's just going to have to do. In the modern-day NBA, you've got to be able to hit a couple of shots. You just did. Yeah. So I'll be rooting for him. Um, I want to see him do well this year, and I'll take a step up forward for sure. And quickly, that's my guy. I want to see him get to the, tonight great. Absolutely amazing. No question. Um, over the course of the year, I want to see him get more playing time. I, I feel like his minutes should be up over 30 this year. And he, he, I feel like he's a guy, even going back to college, John, he needs to be in rhythm. He needs to be breaking a sweat. He's not a guy you could put in the game for two, three minutes and then take him out because he misses two shots, you know? So hopefully Tibbs... No, I get that. I mean, listen, they had him out there 28 minutes tonight. I'm not going to complain about his playing time when he's getting 28 minutes. Here's what you know about quickly this year. Andrew, he's got something to prove because he didn't get that contract extension. You got a lot of teams that got cap space galore. He's a restricted free agent next year. Emmanuel quickly is going to have a motivated, pumped-up season. I expect him to play well. I do. At the end of the day, John, go ahead and give me Oklahoma State um, by the by a point, make it, what, a six, six and a half um, against Cincinnati uh, this week at home. I feel like they're going to put up a big number this week. You know, the one I was looking at in college football, Andrew, and I'm starting to put my card together for the weekend, and I, I, need, I need a big weekend. I had the Vikings on Monday, which was nice, uh, but, you know, gave a little back with the Dolphins. Dude, I like Utah getting a six and a half against Oregon. That is too many points. Too many points. Wow, they really showed what they can do last week. That quarterback played really well. Did you see that um, run, that big run on third down? Before? He did. And now listen, USC's defense is an embarrassment. So, you know, you do take it somewhat with a little bit of a grain of salt, but they're spunky. And they're in a lot of these games. They're, hard, they're well coached. They play tough D. They kind of impose their will on these games. Oregon could do that too. Oregon has a little bit more talent. I just think that line is a little out of whack. So I'm going to be on the Utes without question, Andrew, getting those six and a half points. So that's something I'll be grabbing. Let's go to Blake, who joins us. Hi, Blake. You and I disagree on the teams, especially in this game. But honestly, from a Celtics standpoint, a lot of that looked a lot like the same Celtics. I know we're trying to change some new guys to replace some of the old. But at the end of the game, I'm sitting there, and I, for some reason... I want Drew Holiday with the ball in my, his hand over Jason Tatum because I still see him just throwing the ball away like he does in the playoffs or even Porzingis just because he wants to stick it to New York fans. I feel safer with those guys with the ball in my hands. 
And Jalen still looks like the same Jalen. His left hand is still non-existent. I don't know what he did in the summer. Obviously not work on it. Just kind of. Well, he got that $300 million. Uh, you know, that's what Jalen Brunson did. No, J- Jalen Brown, excuse me, did the offseason. He got his $300 million from Boston. And he's got a lot to prove in big games. You know, he's had some big games for the Celtics. But I thought he was invisible in way too many games in that conference final last year against the Miami Heat. Look, the Celtics have changed things. You guys have changed things a little bit here. You have put yourself in a position where you've been knocking at the door. You couldn't get to the top of the mountain. And and they kind of pivoted with their roster where they say, all right, we'll say goodbye to Marcus Smart. We'll say goodbye to Grant Williams and Robert Williams. And let's get a veteran presence like Holiday in there. Listen, you're going to love you are going to love Holiday in these big games because he's a calming presence. He's going to make winning plays. He's going to make his teammates better. Blake, you're going to love Holiday in these big games. And listen, at the end of the day with Tatum, he's one of the five to seven best players in the NBA. The guy's got to have, you're going to get frustrated at times with decision making, but he's going to have the ball in his hands. You want him to have the ball in his hands. How could you not? Oh, of course, of course. And I already love Drew Holiday. I think he's going to be fabulous. And obviously, living in Canada, you guys, I'm going to see RJ be a lot better. I think he learned a lot playing internationally this summer. I watched a lot of that tournament up here, and he looked great for our team. Well, Blake, I hope so. Listen, and and that's a good thing. We've seen it in the past with other guys, specifically, you know, the guys playing in the Olympics for Team USA. I remember when Carmelo would go and play for Team USA, he would come back and play some of his best basketball because he was chiseled, he was sharp, he was ready to go, he was ready to make things happen. It's a little different for Barrett because when he goes to Team Canada, he's kind of the guy. You know, like, he's one of those guys that is the bread and butter, whereas the Knicks, he's probably that third option, give or take. He's behind Brunson, he's behind Julius Randle. So maybe it's a little bit of a different role. I can't sit there and lie to you and pretend that I watched a lot of his games playing for Team Canada in international play. I did not. But got off to a nice start tonight. And what I liked about Barrett is he finished around the basket. You'll take 24 points, 8 of 20 from the field, you'll live with that. You'll live with that. And it's not like he was jacking up a bunch of threes. You know, Knicks actually shot pretty well from three tonight. Cooled off a little bit at the end of the game, but 18 of 41 for three, that's 44%. Pretty darn good. You can't go 14 of 26 from the charity strike. And Randall cannot be one of five from the charity strike. Randall's stunk. And he, at times, drives you insane. He just does. He's going to put up his numbers. He plays hard throughout the regular season, but there's always something missing in these big games with Randall. And it will continue to be a theme. Like, this might be real negative cold water vibes for Nick fans, but ask yourself this honest question. If this is going to be a team, and I don't think it is this year, but down the road, a year from now, two years from now, three years from now, that's playing... Real meaningful basketball. I'm talking conference finals. I'm talking NBA finals. You think Julius Randle is a real big part of that? Honestly. When it's all said and done, is Julius Randle going to be playing those sort of big-time minutes for this Knicks team? The answer is probably not. Especially if the Knicks have their way and make 
that move that's going to determine where this thing goes for better or worse. That move's sitting out there waiting for him. Maybe it happens this year. Maybe it happens next year. Maybe it's next winter for all we know. But they're going to hit a fork in a row moment where it's like, okay, we're a good team. How do we make that next step? And what is that move? You know, I'm praying for a certain center in Philadelphia. That's what I'm thinking about. Pray it blows up. Pray it blows up. We'll close it out. The great Jeff Money in Queens joins us. Money, floor is yours. What's, What's up, baby? What's going Manny? on, JJ? How's everything going? Money, man. Always good hearing your voice. What's up, dude? Did you dabble at all in the NBA at all today or not? You know, I did. I had the Knicks plus four. I pushed. I pushed. That was a cruel push. I wanted to pull that out late. I thought maybe we were going to get a cover late, and it was not to be. I just shot there. I split. I had the Pistons. They were getting blown out at the end. They came back. They lost by one. I covered that. But I lost. Very nice. The Grizzlies. So I split on the day, you know. And, you know, it's the first, uh, uh, second day only. Uh, so, you know, it's a little tough, the NBA, especially when you get the rhythm going with that. So I'll take the one and I'll take the split. Did you look over already your uh, Thursday night game? I sure did. And I don't feel great about it. I'm going to be on Tampa getting the eight and a half, but I do not feel great about it. Full disclosure. I don't. Yeah, I mean, it's not, of course, it won't be part of our five. But I, 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 I'm going to probably take the Bills minus the eight and a half. I'll probably be against you on that. But Well, I'm looking right now. It's up to nine. It's up to nine on FanDuel. Um, everyone their mother is going to take Buffalo. That's, that's all I'd caution you on, Jeff Money. The one thing with the Bills, we know this. They usually win, and they usually win going away in these sort of spots. And they're coming off a loss. They really haven't played well for the last couple of weeks. That game, I think, is going to be ugly. You got a total only at 43. Watch that be a low-scoring game. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm only picking only because it's a Thursday night game. I would have never picked it as part of, you know, like I said, as part of our five at all. But since the Thursday night game, you know, we've got to pick our uh, Thursday and our uh, Monday night football game. So, yeah, just like a slight edge probably to the Bills. Like you said, that can go either way. It's a tough pick. And I'm telling you to watch out for a couple injuries this week. Miami, they're talking about Tyree Kill missing practice. Mostert missing practice. Holland missing practice. You might want to grab nine and a half with the Patriots now because if they rule those guys out, you're not going to get that line. You're not going to sniff that line uh, come Friday and come Saturday. And then the other one to watch is Purdy not playing for the Niners in the protocol. So be careful with San Fran. That Cincinnati line has already fallen about two points. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I was looking at the Dolphins. I mean, I kind of liked them, but I, think was, I, I couldn't come up with a lot of selections as part of the five. But I got to see what the line's going to wind up going uh, as far as tomorrow when, circa them, when it comes out in the afternoon. Well, that's the money time, Jeff Money. So I, I wish you luck, my friend. Uh, go crush your Thursday night game. Uh, I'm going to be heads up with you. And we'll see where it takes us. We'll see where it takes us. I love uh, I love putting my money on Baker Mayfield and Todd Bowles in a primetime game. What could go wrong? What could go wrong? All right, real quick, let's take one more. My buddy, the great Ryan Mayrose. Mayrose, what's up, babe? I got three minutes before I got to do makeup and do TV. So what do you got? JJ, yeah, real quick. How's it going, buddy? Uh, tough next loss. But, Good, man. You know, tough next loss, early days. Um, I just wanted your thoughts on the flopping rules. I feel like the refs, you know, it's the first night. They're probably still feeling out, like, how to implement this into the game. But it was, like, such a weird stretch to see flopping calls come into play. 
I liked it, to be honest, because we've seen way too much of it, dude, in these NBA games. And, and Porzingis got one. Brunson ended up getting one. Uh, it's going to be tough to kind of officiate it because it's such like a, a, an acting process. It's like such a job of like, oh, is this guy legitimate? Is he not being legitimate? Not an easy thing to do, but I want to get flopping out of the game. So at that point, I'll, I'll, I'll deal with a couple of bad calls if we get some of these flops out of the game, you know? It's very subjective. Yeah, I was surprised. And uh, yeah, we'll see how they deal with it. Brunson's, he landed on his foot. I thought that was kind of BS. But yeah, Nick's got to make more free throws. And uh, what's the World Series pick? I'll leave you with that. I appreciate it, right? Listen, I'm not going against Bochi. You know I love Bruce Bochi. He's one of the best managers of our generation, future Hall of Famer. Avaldi and Montgomery, even though they got that right Scherzer on the team who's been terrible this postseason, I just think Texas got too many guys. Too many offensive players that could wreck a game. I'm going to say Rangers in six. I think Arizona will be spunky and feisty. I'm saying Texas in six. We'll be back tomorrow. Loaded. Football Friday show. All the regulars. All the pomp and circumstance. Good job by Stefan. Thank you guys for chiming in. We'll be doing a lot more of these. Uh, we got a couple. We got one Sunday night between the 4 and the 8 o'clock games with Giants and Jets. Always a rocking time. JJ out. Enjoy your Thursday. Be good, everybody. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem. Call 100 Gambler or visit FanDuel.com slash RG. Colorado, Iowa, Kentucky, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 100 Next Step or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or Visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 109 within Indiana, 100-522-4700, or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 100gambler.net in West Virginia, or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 1-800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts. Or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York.